Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for checking out this week's episode of the Discipleship Track Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Rob, joined, as always, by the one and only Patsy Prati. Patsy, say what's up. Hey, guys. And we are here because we believe that God has called us to live a life that is fully devoted to him. But here's the thing. In order to do that, we got to put in a little bit of work. It's not going to happen on its own. So we create these podcasts almost each and every week, although we've been pretty consistent now. We have. Nothing's broken so far, and nobody's yeah. stolen any of our stuff. So We're on a good. trend. Yeah. So <laughs> no, we create these things each and every week so that we can grow together. So we hope that you'll take us with you so we can grow on the go, whether you're working out in the gym, cooking in the kitchen, walking the dog, picking up the kids from school, uh, wherever it may be, we want to be there with you so that we can grow together. We've been in a little bit of a series, I guess yeah. you could say, in our podcast uh, over the past few weeks. I think this is our fourth week now, right? Uh, yeah. Is that it, I think? Third, fourth, um, something like that. And we are diving into the book of Daniel. Mm-hmm. We were just talking in our pre-show meeting about how Daniel <laughs> so seems cool. to be so hot right now. Like, everybody's <laughs> talking about Daniel. I think we Who started knew? first, though. We started a trend. I've always <laughs> wanted to start a trend in my life. Um, but we were just saying, like, it's a really popular book, and I think because there's so much relevance to our lives right here, right now, today. Yeah. Um, and so kind of the whole thing that we've been talking about over the past few weeks, if this is your first time listening, uh, is just <laughs> the idea of how do we have an untouchable faith? Like, if you look mm-hmm. at Daniel and you look at his friends in the book, um, they, without a doubt, live their life with an untouchable faith. They didn't let anything or anyone cause them to waffle in right. their belief or their relationship with God. And so I think there's probably nothing better than we can talk about today in mm-hmm. 2020 uh, than to understand how do we have that type of faith? Right. Because I don't know about you, but I feel like we are constantly um, having to stand up for what we know God would want us to do or how he would want us to act. And it just feels like it's always going against the grain and against the stream. So we're looking at Daniel and saying, okay, he obviously got it right. What can we learn from him? Mm-hmm. And how can we have that untouchable faith? And today we're talking about, I think, one of my favorite stories in the book. Yeah. Um, and maybe even the whole Bible. I don't know. But wow. why don't you... I that's, know, a that's a big statement. hot take. Yeah. Um, I don't know what my favorite story is in the whole Bible. Well, maybe, maybe you should <gasps> wow. check. I should, you should get one. We <laughs> should learn um, a little more. <laughs> but anyway, we are going to dive in. Why don't you take it away and then I'll interrupt you. Like you said, <laughs> we're in Daniel chapter three this week, which is about the story. Even if you don't know a lot about the Bible, you probably have heard this one. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and these three guys who get thrown into a fire. So that's where we're taking from. I love where you started us, Rob, about saying about having that untouchable faith. And I think I want to start here by reminding everybody, having an untouchable faith faith is not a magical thing. It's not, it begins with a decision. You have to decide, do I know who I believe in or do I know what I believe about? Because you got to decide that too. Is it someone that you're trusting in or is it something that you believe in? And you got to decide that. And what makes it untouchable is if it's backed up by miraculous power. Mm -hmm. So it's not magical. It's not mystical. It's, it's can be backed up by miraculous power. And that's what we see in chapter three of Daniel. So it's very cool. So Daniel, Chapter three, these three guys um, are are being pressured, culturally pressured to compromise their faith that they believe in. And we can even stop before we go deeper into the story. Do you agree? Because I think it's very strong that no matter what culture, whatever time you live in, there can be, there's always going to be cultural pressure to compromise what you, what you've taken a stand on, what you believe in. A hundred percent. 
right? Like, 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 like you believe that marriage is something important and you should stick it out. You and Jen are going to, you're in it for the long haul, right? You want to stick it out. You want to stay married. I am. Hopefully she is. Right. Well, I think she's, I'm a tough cookie. Let me tell you, (laughs) I'm no peach to live with. But wouldn't you agree that the culture today that a lot of people have adopted the philosophy like, oh, you guys had a big fight. You know what? Just get rid of, you know, drop the marriage, get a divorce. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's subtle pressure and there's major pressure to compromise your faith. So what happens to the three friends in Daniel chapter three is the king who is so self-absorbed, but you got to love this guy a little bit. This guy, we were watching this journey of this King Nebuchadnezzar. So he's really self-absorbed and he builds this statue. Yep. And he calls together all of the leaders of his entire kingdom. And he's like, we're going to play this song. And it keeps repeating through Daniel chapter three. It's kind of funny when you hear the sound of the flute and the harp and the lyre and the uh, and instruments I've never heard of and the bagpipes, which shout out to the Irish, Irish girl over here. Apparently there were bagpipes back then too. You have to bow down and worship this statue. So of course, all the people in the kingdom are petrified of the king because he is like a nut job. He's a little crazy. Mm-hmm. And if you don't listen to him, he goes, and if you don't bow... I will burn your house to the ground, rip you apart, kill you, murder you, murder your whole family. So there's really like beyond just a little bit of passive sure. pressure. There's like your life is on the line yeah, no, if you don't do what pressure. I say. Yeah, absolutely. That's a major pressure to compromise. So no big surprise when he has the unveiling of the statue, music plays, everybody drops to their knees and worship. This isn't just about, you know, putting your hand on your chest and swearing allegiance or anything. This is about worshiping as a God. So big difference here. I want to, I want to be clear about that. You know, it's great when you, you're part of a team and you're, you're allegiant to your team and you're loyal. This is way beyond loyalty. He was demanding worship. So these three kids, they're these, um, you know, devoted, devoted, uh, Jewish refugees that have been taken or no, not refugees. They're, uh, taken captive into Babylon. They won't bow. So now you have these other guys that are in the kingdom who are always trying to, you know, climb the corporate ladder and they go to the king and they're like, Hey, guess what? There's three guys that aren't going to bow to the statue and they don't worship your gods. The king is enraged. It says fuming steam coming out of the ears, brings them in. He's like, I'm going to play this music and I can't believe that you guys won't bow. So here we go. I'm flipping the switch. The music Music is coming on before he even gets the chance to do it. These three kids look at him and they go, you know what? You don't, you don't even have to play the music because mm-hmm. we're not going to bow. Yep. Let's just stop there for a minute. Totally. What does it take to have that kind of confidence? Because they know what the consequence is, not just that they're going to get, the consequence this time wasn't just that you're going to get ripped apart. It was, you were going to be thrown into a blazing sure. fire. Yeah. So apparently there was some kind of town square where there's a big, cauldron of sorts <laughs> that you <laughs> that you could throw people into and it could be seen because as we go through the story we see that the king is going to be able to see into it so it's something public it's something that everybody can see there's a lot of pressure to compromise these kids know what they're facing and they say we're not going to bow where does that come from where does that kind of belief or that faith come from mm. to say we're not going to bow it's because they know who their God is. So I'm going to challenge everybody before we even go further into the story. If you're that person out there today who's saying, you know, I have faith or I keep the faith or, you know, it'll all work out. Go a little deeper today and make sure you know who you're trusting in or what you're believing in because that faith will be tested. Absolutely. Maybe not by a big cauldron of fire, but it's going to be tested and somebody's going to challenge what you claim that you believe in. So make sure that you know what you believe in. We, of course, want you to know the God of the Bible. We want you to put your faith in him because he is never going to let you down. He's always going to be there for you. So make sure if you're a person 
person who's saying, you know, I'm spiritual. I actually have a friend right now, sweet girl, absolutely love her. And she keeps on telling me I'm super spiritual. I'm super spiritual. So I took a step of courage the other day and I said, spiritual about what? Yeah. And, and there were like crickets <laughs> and I know I'm not criticizing her, but it was like, Hey, let's, let's go a little deeper. What is it that you're looking for? Because you sure. can be super spiritual, but I want you to believe in someone. And that's what these guys did. They believed in someone. Absolutely. So here's what happens. The King, you know, is going to play the music. The guys say, no, we're not going to bow. And then he says, what God is there out there that can save you from me, from my wrath. Mm. So guess what that is? That's a dare. Yeah. That's like, I dare you to go against me. Has anyone ever dared you in your faith? Dared me? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, for sure. How so? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I wouldn't say I've been like about to be thrown into a furnace or anything, but I think in 2020, our dares look a little bit different. Right. Absolutely. Um, you know, not, I, but not so in other parts of the world. P.S. Oh, people absolutely. are still in, being in 2020 in, in my circle, right? right. It looks here, here you're still, your life um, isn't on the line. I, I get dared right when I'm having conversations with people that I know probably don't agree with my beliefs or my opinions or my decisions on things. Right. And they're just kind of waiting for me to mess up or slip up or say something right. that they can use as ammunition or they'll make a statement that they know I don't agree with right. and they'll just wait for me to kind of lose it on them so that they can say like, oh, see? Right. You know what? I knew you weren't what you said you were. Oh. You know? That's happened to me. My girls are probably watching from my other office and um, one of my girlfriends once, I totally had a major slip up and, you know, I let a curse word fly out of my mouth. And the thing that made me the saddest is my friend said to me, she goes, see, I knew evil Patsy was in there. Wow. And she said it totally tongue in cheek. She loves me. I yep. love her, whatever. Yep. And But it challenged my faith and I was thankful to her for that because mm. I was like, oh man, of course evil Patsy lives in here. Of course, like it's a, listen, it's a wrestling match every day to keep her quiet. Let me tell you, <laughs> she wants to come out to play all the time, but we, you know, it's, it's, it's a challenge and you have to challenge yourself sure. to say, who is my faith in? Who do I want to represent? And that's what these guys were doing. Yeah. And they were saying no matter what, or even if, even if you throw us in the fire, we are not, we're not bowing to yep. your statue. Exactly. We're not going to worship. So this yeah. was a question of worship. This was getting down to the core of I like where you took us with people will challenge, you know, the different decisions you make. But what do you think would happen if someone really said to you, you know, you need to, you need to renounce your faith in, in God and in the Lord Jesus sure. Christ. Yeah. Like what would that moment feel like? Terrifying. Right. Yeah. And I, I wish, you know, this will sound terrible, but I wish I could say instantly, I wouldn't even think twice. Right. But honestly, like, it would be a difficult thing, not because I don't trust that God is, is going to do what he's going to do right. or because he's not worth dying for. Like, it's nothing about that. It's just the human nature, right. the human spirit and soul and mind. It's not always so quick to just be like, yeah, no, no. Problem. I got this. Well, everything in us wants to fight against death. We're in a downward spiral. This is part of, you know, the fall of mankind. Right. But everything in our soul and our spirit wants to live forever. So if someone's saying 
it's either my way or you are going to die. Everything in your human spirit is going to say, no, but I want to live. Yeah. So, so that's where, when you're in that crisis mode, when someone's about to throw you in the fire, you have to be so grounded in God that you know, you know what, even if you throw me in, I'm just not turning against God. I think it's so important to remember, it's one thing to be afraid of fire. It's another thing to recognize that you're going to answer to the one who created fire itself. So your right. faith is well-placed if you're like, okay, you can start a fire, but someone else created yeah, fire. Exactly. I'm, I'm putting my money on him. And totally. that's what these guys do. Yeah, absolutely. So, so the king gets enraged. This is where we go. So the king gets enraged. These guys are like, we're not bowing. And it literally says that his face starts to contort. He is so angry. Have you ever been with anyone when their face started to contort when they were so angry? Yeah, but that's a story for another time. <laughs> another topic. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, no, I've seen some crazy <laughs> things in my day. Yikes. Um, I don't want to freak anybody out, but yes, I have seen. But people, people do get, get that. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I get super angry too. I'm sure right. at times my face doesn't look the prettiest when I'm like ready to throw my dog out the window because she just ate the whatever. I hope but. it's okay to share this story. My daughter last night, my two daughters last night were coming She's home. Listening to, right she now, is listening. So, so they Wait, were coming. One, though? Uh, Lindsay was, they, but uh, no, the two, no, careful. they were together. They okay. were together. So be she careful. won't mind. They were coming home from somewhere. I wonder, Linz, just letting you know. There was like almost an accident. She felt really bad because she was like, oh gosh, that might've been my fault. I think I did something wrong. But the person screamed at her with such rage, with yes. such rage in her face. And all I was thinking about was this story that we were going to teach today. I was like, wow, I, you know, rage really like gets a hold of you. Yeah. And it can take you to bad places. Yep. And she felt she felt so bad. But anyway, that's a different story. But I was just wondering, you know, that's what the king probably looked like. That totally. enraged feeling of yeah. I'm so angry. So he is so angry. Bind them up, heat that fire up seven times hotter, get them in the fire, get them in that cauldron. I'm going up to my seat so I can watch. Mm. The fire is so hot that the guys who have to bind them up and tie them up when they're throwing them in, yeah. they die. Dead. So like even, even before that they're in the fire, crazy, right? right? Like, and I, I honestly was thinking about this story the other day because, um, I have a wood burning stove. And so, uh, the other day <laughs> I like to I make it pretty hot was. with my wood stove. So the other day I was throwing some logs into the stove and it had been burning for a long time. So yeah. there were a lot of coals. So I, I bend down to like put the fire, the wood in the fire. And it was so hot that it burned my face. Oh, like no. I was like, Oh my gosh. So I look yeah. and sure enough, like I had red splotches like all over my face and I immediately thought of this passage. And I'm right. like, can you imagine how hot that had to be no. that these guys literally died just from standing outside of it. But then these other guys were literally thrown into it. Right. So here's the cool thing is that God was saving them already even before they got in the fire. Like a lot of us don't yes. preach that or teach that or whatever. Like they were saved because we say like, oh, why did God wait so long to save them? They were saved even before they yeah. got in the fire. Yeah. They must have been thinking like, okay, they're dead. We're still going in the fire, but we're okay. Yeah. So maybe there was totally. that feeling of like, we're going to well, make it. I think, I think what you just said was really good. It made me think like it's a perspective shift that I right. think we have to have if you really want to have that untouchable faith, right? Like these guys, they were willing to say, even if God doesn't rescue me, I'm not going to bow right. because they knew the overall end game. The overall goal wasn't to make it out of the fire. Right. It was to live as a child of God. Right. And I think if we could understand that in our lives in 2020, that the end game is not just to have our situations better right. or to make it out unscathed or without as many scars as we would want to see or whatever it may be. If we recognize that the end goal is not that it's to live 
now and for eternity right. as a child of God, I think our battles would look a lot different. Don't you think it's because a lot of people think, and these are the conversations I have in real life, people still think life is about getting to the destination. Like, yep. yeah, I'd like to go to heaven. It's not about that. Yes, eventually you'll either wind up in heaven or separated from God, which is hell. So, but it's not about getting to the destination. It's about the relationship that begins at the moment that you say, I'm going to trust in the God who resides in heaven, but also wants to reside in my heart. So it's all about the relationship yeah. all the way along the 100%. way. And this is the evidence of the relationship. So I'm like a very, like a visual person. And I love like the things that I see in my head, the imagination or whatever. Maybe I need medication for that. I don't know, but <laughs> just kidding. So, but this is what I see. And people say like, but why did God let it get that bad? Why did they have to go into the fire? I don't understand it. Why are they thrown in? The obvious is in the story. The king runs up to his viewing platform and he's like, wait a minute, didn't we throw three in the fire? I see four and one is like the son of the gods. So these guys' faith was all about helping the king, helping the king know that there really was a God. Because remember where he starts with the dare. He's like, what God is there that could save that could save you from me? And God's yes. going, oh, I'll show you who he is. Yep. So in my imagination, this is what I see. I see this playing out in heaven and I see like the angels, the souls, whoever is with the Lord going, okay, Lord, like they, they said that they wouldn't bow, like save them now, save them now. And this is almost how I see God. Cause I think that God is really cool. I just do. He is. I almost see him on his throne going, wait for it. I'm not saving them yet. Wait for it. Mm. Wait for it. Because he had to show that miraculous power. Like, can you imagine the hush that came over the heavens when they went into the fire and they weren't consumed? Sure. Because it says that the angels and the souls that are in heaven are worshiping God, that they were just like, he did it again. Yep. He did it totally. again. Like, look yep. how cool our God is. Like, yep. isn't that amazing? Do yep. you get excited about that? They had to go into the fire because... The miraculous power of God had to be shown to a king. This is three guys who said, we're not going to bow because we love God. And even if it, we die, we know we're going to be with him. But because they took that step, the king runs down to the fire, pulls them out, and then makes a command throughout the entire nation. Anybody who mocks their God... I'll kill you. Exactly. <laughs> like they changed the course of an empire. Did you know that your faith, the smallest decision to say, I'm going to stay, I'm not compromising. Right. I'm staying loyal to God and he'll stay loyal to me, that it could change the course, the course of an empire. That's what happened. I don't think these guys woke up that morning thinking that's what was going to happen. Sure. Do you know that you have that kind of power or I have that kind of power to change life that much just yeah. by staying loyal to God? <clears throat> It's not us. It's it's God through us, but he lets us be a part of that. Totally. I just think that's amazing. I want to have a moment. I don't want to be thrown in a fire, but I'd like to have a powerful moment like that in my life where, where I'm just like, you know what? I am not compromising on that's this. Right. Absolutely. And I think I wish we all felt that way because mm -hmm. I think sometimes we are doing whatever we can to avoid those types of moments. Oh yeah, for right? sure. Like I, I try to run fear, from fear out of anxiety, out of worry, whatever it may be. And maybe, maybe we need to be looking for them a little bit more yeah. like where we need to be willing to say, okay, I'm going to put myself in a position right. where I will not bow no matter what. Right. Or if nothing else to be ready for it. That's what I was trying to say before about like, know who you believe in because the That's day right. will come where it may be just someone wants to make you, you know, use God's name in vain or do, or it might be something small, but know who you believe in, know your God so well that when that moment comes, you're just like, no, I'm not, I, yeah, I'm, why totally. would I turn against him? He's yep. a loving God, not a God who gives me yep. everything I want, but he's a loving God. He's never going to yeah. leave me. Yeah, exactly. And I love that. I was just thinking about, um, I was sharing this with somebody the other day, but 
just that idea of like, we need to be willing to take that stand. I would love to be able to get to heaven and I don't know what the conversations are going to be like. It'll probably just be like, Oh, you know, like when I get there, I don't think we're going to have a whole lot of conversations. I always say I'm going to be like you know? on my face for totally. a thousand years. Exactly. Going to look exactly. Up. <laughs> but like, I would love to be able to get to heaven and know that I I did all that I could do and I didn't just play it safe. Like right. these guys were willing to not play it safe. And I, there's this great uh, Sir Francis Drake. Ooh, look at you. And so I just looked pleasant. it up the other day. That's why I can remember it. Otherwise, I have no idea. But I can't remember the whole quote, but I remember that's what it is. But it's basically this prayer where he's like, forgive me, Lord, when I arrive safely or when I arrive at my destination safely because I sailed too close to shore. <laughs> Oh, wow. And they're like, there's, there's this whole bunch of other stuff that he says, but it's like, basically the gist is like how let's not get to heaven at the end of the day and be like, yeah, I made it here. Right. But I didn't do any good along the way. I right. played it safe the whole way. I've said that. Like, again, I said, like, I see I'm things. Look it up so I, can I see it. things in my head. Like I envision that moment, like, you know, like crossing that finish line when we do go home to be with the Lord, when this part ends and I would love to cross that line, like scarred and dirty and battered and bruised so that I can say to my savior, you know, like Paul said, like, I fought the good fight for you. You gave everything for me and I'm not earning anything like you the reason I'm here is because of you but I wanted to honor the gift that you gave me I don't want to live a life where someone tells me your God can't and I accept that that's right I don't want to live a life where I say I take a stand on my faith and I have courage and and loyalty to God but then the first sign that someone's like oh that I crumble I want to be able to have that confidence that I say my God can my God will and even if he doesn't do exactly what you say he's going to do that doesn't mean he doesn't exist that doesn't mean that he's not powerful that doesn't mean that he's not with me he's still pumping your heart you know he's still making the sun shine so even if it's not exactly the way that I should play out I don't want my loyalty to turn anywhere else except towards my God do the quote yeah so it's a little bit longer than I thought so I'll just summarize it a little bit but here's the first in the end which I thought was really good maybe this would be a good place to end it because I think we're at 20 yeah we're past our time (laughs) but it says disturb us Lord when we're too well pleased with ourselves when our dreams have come true because we've dreamed too little when we arrive safely because we sailed too close to the shore. Mm. Disturb us, Lord, to dare more boldly, to wow. venture on wider seas where storms will show your mastery. Right. Where losing sight of land, we shall find the stars. We ask you to push back the horizon of our hopes and to push us into the future in strength, courage, hope, and love. Wow. It's beautiful. It's good, right? It's beautiful. You should look that up, everybody. Look it up. Francis Drake. The miraculous power of God is never more evident when you're in the middle of the mess. That's right. So that's the thing. Don't, we can't fear that. We have to have that courage to know God is going to be there. And he may be sitting back on his throne saying, it's okay. I've got you. Wait for it. Wait for it. And then, and then the miracle happens. That's right. That's great. I love it. I think we should end right there. I know. Well, such a happy place to on end. that note, let's let's end asking God to disturb us right. and to help us to trust him to know that he's there and he's going to move. Read Daniel chapter three. Absolutely. Read it. It's a great it's story. A great one. You're going to love it. Yep. And uh, after you're done with that, here's what I want you to do. I want you to send us a comment, a question or a suggestion. Let us know what you want us to talk about, uh, different episodes, different uh, pieces of advice, anything like you got uh, that you want us to hit that you would like us to do differently, whatever it may be. We want to hear from you. We want to have a dialogue. Like we said in the beginning, we're here to grow together. So yep. let's talk together. We're not here to talk at you. We're here to talk with you. So let's, uh, let's connect. You can leave a comment on the video. You can leave a comment uh, below. 
You can email us at discipleshiptrack at powerhousecc.org, wherever it may be. Uh, but we want to hear from you and we want to grow together. And uh, also do us a favor, help spread the word, share the podcast, share the video, uh, share the YouTube uh, channel and things like that, just so that we can grow the community of people mm-hmm. here. We really believe that this is one of the things that God is pushing us into to do, that he wants us to do to help uh, grow the community and make more fully devoted followers. So help us grow that community. We can't do it alone. Um, But with that, I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week and we will catch you next week on the podcast. See you guys. All right. See you guys. Mm.